A love full of rebel capital. So hope you're well. So if you saw the first story of the day today, we were talking about how the jobs numbers surprised on the upside, to say the least. They exploded higher, 336,000 new jobs were posted for the month of September. And as we were going through there, we were reading these numbers like, Leisure and travel, 96,000 jobs. And I was just scratching my head saying, wait a minute here. This seems a little fishy. Something seems off. Well, now the truth has been exposed. Let's shoot over to Zero Hedge and you'll see exactly what I am referring to. So they took a deep dive inside today's jobs reports. 885,000 Full-time jobs lost 1.127 million part-time jobs added. And what this equals is a record number of multiple job holders. So it's like that In Living Color skit back in the late 90s. (laughs) That was like one of my favorite shows. Remember how they had that family of Jamaicans and every single one of them had like nine jobs And the one kid would come in, like the oldest son, and say he's only got five jobs. And they'd say, what are you talking about, man? You only have five jobs, you lazy bum. How can you not have at least 10 jobs? That's basically what the United States, what the average Joe and Jane is dealing with right now. But if you look at the market, if you look at this at surface level, or I'm guilty of that this morning. I didn't dive as deep as I should have. You see that at surface level, it looks great. It looks like the economy is booming. The jobs market is resilient, right? Yeah, it's so resilient that people are having to take on three, four, five jobs. They're having, in reality, this isn't an in living color skit about Jamaicans. <laughs> this is reality here, but this is what people are faced with. It makes much more sense. But this, or these aren't the only shenanigans that were played with the numbers. There's much, much, much more to the story. Let's get back to the Zero Hedge article, and you'll see exactly what I'm referring to. After last month's stunning payrolls report, when in our post-mortem, we revealed not only a year full of monthly downward data revisions, we didn't even talk about that, yeah, but also collapse in full-time jobs and surge in part-time jobs, as well as the worst unadjusted August payroll since the Great Recession, we thought that nothing could shock us more, and then we got September job report, the one we discussed today. We won't spend too much time discussing the report since regular readers are all too aware of some of the old upward goal-seeking. Those are the shenanigans that I talked about from the BLS. So first, they highlight that today's number, the headline number, 336,000 jump the biggest since January. It was a stunning number. It was a six sigma beat. They show this chart here that represents exactly what they're saying there with that six sigma beat. I don't know what sigma is, but it sounds like it's important. (laughs) It sounds like it's a big deal. We'll go with it. So now they start to dissect the uh, household survey, or they start to cross-reference the establishment survey which is where they get the headline number, with the household survey. So check this out. Let's start with the household survey. Here, instead of a number anywhere close to 336,000 jobs gained, as far as a less accurate establishment number, again, that's where they get the headline, 
the number of newly employed workers was 86,000, the lowest since May. Oh, I see what they're doing. So the green represents the establishment survey. The blue represents the household survey. So you may be saying to yourself, okay, George, I get it, but what's the difference? Help me out here. Okay, well, the difference between the establishment and the household, or one of the main differences, is the household doesn't double count people. So the establishment survey just counts the number of jobs, period. So if one person held four jobs last month or uh, in August, let's say, and in September they had eight jobs, well, instead of just counting that one person as being employed, they count that as four additional jobs, where the household survey would not. The household survey would count that as just one person employed, regardless of whether you have one job or 10 jobs like the Jamaicans and in, in living color, you're still one person employed. So once you understand that, you're like, oh, okay, now this starts to make a little bit more sense. But they also had some tomfoolery, if you will, with the seasonal adjustments. More on that in just a moment. But getting back to this next chart, and since the number of unemployed workers also rose, I didn't realize that, to 6.3 million, the highest number since January 2022, the unemployment rate was sticky at 3.8%. Huh, I thought it stayed because the labor force participation increased, but that was because of the amount of unemployed workers rose. Hmm. How do you have the amount of unemployed workers rising while the or we're adding 336,000 jobs? Again, something fishy there. <laughs> Getting down to this tweet from Viraj Patel. I'm not sure who Viraj is but he points out some of the shenanigans that are going on with the seasonal adjustments. So he says, I wonder how much of the payroll upside is due to the seasonal quirks more than anything. Take leisure and hospitality. So this is one thing that we are discussing specifically on this morning's video. Remember, I, I kind of uh, pinpointed this and I singled it out and said, wait a minute, 96,000? When last month we had like 44,000. How could it have doubled? When all these kids are having to pay back their student loans and we have all this additional savings, no more revenge travel, we're adding 96, we're adding double what we added in the month of August. But Viraj points out that this could be a result simply of just these seasonal adjustments. He goes on to say, but unadjusted data shows the sector shed 466,000 jobs in September. I've got to be reading that wrong. So the unadjusted private sector payroll was negative 399,000? What? Let me zoom in here. So it looks like this, here's where the 466,000 is. You got that. Oh, I'll bet you what they're doing is they're taking the, this number and then comparing that to the, to the week prior. So this is how many were lost. This is how many were gained. And then I'll bet you one of these numbers is the seasonal adjustment. And that's where you get the gross number. And they compare that to the last month. And that's where you get the net number, the headings for the individual field. But that's what I'm guessing is going on here. Just giving this a one-time glance. Okay, so back to the Zero Hedge article we go. And the bottom line here is there could be, Viraj is pointing out that there could very well be 
some very odd things going on, to say the least, with the seasonal adjustments, which could account for the number even being positive. It, it looks like what he's saying is that without these adjustments, the the just straight gross number is would be negative. The article goes on to say that, uh, okay, now we're looking at September unadjusted jobs changed. So you've got the private payrolls unadjusted. Oh, that's where he's getting the negative 39, 399. So he was going back and forth between leisure hospitality and then the overall numbers. But here we can see that the unadjusted government numbers are a plus 984,000. And the unadjusted private sector is negative 399. <laughs> wow. So yeah, the number looks great when the government just hires more and more workers, which create more and more economic distortions. So that's not a reflection of a booming economy. That's a reflection of a economy that's fundamentally very unsound. You can imagine what would happen. Take it to an extreme. Just assume for a moment that 100% of the employees worked for the government. How efficient would that economy be? How many goods and services would it create? I don't know. Ask communist Russia because that's exactly what they had. So the unemployment rate was zero. But how healthy was the economy, right? The economy is still terrible. And the people were dirt poor, although they had money. That's an interesting fact that most people don't realize about communist Russia. They think that when you see all these bread lines and whatnot, people lining up, that they didn't have any money. No, they had money. They had tons of money, plenty of money. There was just no stuff to buy. Because they couldn't produce anything because everyone worked for the government and we know how inefficient they are. So again, the fact that the jobs go up just because of government hiring people, that's a negative. That's not a positive if you're looking at the overall health of the economy. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro Economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow rebel capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. So now Zero Hedge tweets out that full-time workers... We had, I guess this is a, a net number here for all the workers combined. Uh, we had negative 22,000 in part-time. We had positive 151. I'm not sure. No, that's not a growth. That's, that's got to be one specific sector. Let me read this here. Translation, yet another month, all the strength in the establishment was thanks to seasonal and various plugs that made the total number much stronger. And, and now let's turn again to the much more detailed and accurate household survey where we find the BLS back at its old tricks. 
First, as we pointed out earlier, despite the alleged quantitative surge, the quality of the jobs, anything but good. In fact, looking at the infamous table A9 of the employment report reveals a September seasonally adjusted breakdown of jobs shows that part-time workers account for the entire increase, rising by 151,000. As for full-time workers, well, yet another month with this number dropped, sliding 22,000. Okay, so these are just basically net numbers. And then the seasonal adjustments are what's likely taking it to 336,000. And Zero Hedge is saying that those seasonal adjustments are incredibly suspicious. The full-time workers have declined three straight months. And it's the lowest number of total full-time workers that we've had going back to February. Unadjusted full-time workers. Wow, look at this chart. So, I mean, we've had some decent months here. But you can see going back the last year, it's been incredibly weak to the point where uh, a lot of these months have just been negative with full-time workers. And here we go. This next chart shows the multiple job holders. So we are at an, wow, we're an all-time high going back to 2001. Jeez, that's crazy. Huh. What's really weird is that number looks like it increases before the GFC, then decreases after the GFC, which I guess that would make sense because a lot of these full-time workers are uh, are being fired. Multiple job holders, both first and second jobs are full-time. Jeez, so they have two jobs and both of them are full-time? Both first and second jobs are full-time. Wow. I mean, how many jobs can you possibly work full-time? I, I guess the answer is a lot more than one for a lot of Americans, unfortunately. So I'm assuming why this goes down after the survey sickness because everyone's being fired. But you look at that, I don't see how you could spin that positively that we're at an all-time high going back to 2001 of Americans that are working more than one full-time job. And it's... Uh, Let's look at that. I mean, it's not like people want to do that. It's not like people wake up in the morning, they have a full-time job and say, you know what? I'm making plenty of money to make ends meet. I want a lot less leisure time. And what I'd prefer is just to have another full-time job. So instead of 40 hours a week, I can just work 80 hours a week and then just never see my kids, never see my wife, never see my husband, never do anything fun. I just want to just work and slave away until... They put me six feet under. Like no one says that. So again, the, 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 the people that look at this as though, oh, just the jobs numbers are great, resilient economy, we've got nothing to worry about. They, they, they're just not scratching beneath the surface. They're just trying to spin the data what, in whichever way they can and just cherry pick certain things to fit a specific narrative. And it's great that you've got Zero Hedge coming out and doing a deep dive analysis like this that shows, okay, yes, this is the headline number, but there's a lot more to it. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism, and we'll see you in the next video.